Good morning. As I hear this scripture from Exodus, I fondly recall a family story of when our oldest child, Sadie, was about three years old and full of questions, exhaustibly full of questions to pose in our direction. This particular day, she was sitting in her car seat in the back of the car when she asked, Mama, where is God? Now we offered the typical Sunday school sort of answer. Sadie, there is nowhere you can go that God won't be there. God loves us so much that God wants to be with us at all times. Now, typically Sadie would then quickly ask a couple more questions as follow-up to her first question. But in that moment, there was so much silence in the car that Janai looked in the rearview mirror to see what she was doing. It became clear she was darting her head from side to side as if she were looking for something. This went on for a couple of minutes. Sadie, what are you doing? Are you okay, honey? I am I'm looking for God, Mama. Well, did you find God? To which Sadie answered, No, Mama, I guess my God ran away. Sadie's early question and conclusion really resonate. From the most philosophical minds to the very young and naive. In matters of faith, we continue to be consumed by questions of what God might be like and what we can expect from God. And yes, sometimes we come to the conclusion that, well, God must have run away. Is God the knowable, ever-present, loving parent figure who graciously bestows the, the children with all their true needs? Or on the other end of the spectrum, is God the stern, judging king who acts on whims and remains elusive even to those who are diligent in pursuing a life of personal faith? As the Israelites begin their many years of wilderness wandering, these sorts of questions resound in their emphatic, is God with us or not? in our scripture reading this morning. Is God with us or not? This question expresses the way we feel when we realize that our lives don't come with a simply understood instruction book to read how to follow the ways and workings of God. In his book, The Great Mysteries, Father Andrew Greeley describes it like this, quote, life is filled with so many senseless events, Mindless tragedies fill our newspapers every day. Airplane crashes, the murder of innocent children, insane terrorism, natural disasters. And much in our own lives can seem without purpose or meaning. Like a rainstorm on a picnic day, a bad cold when we are having a party, a handicapped child, the early death of a parent or spouse a broken marriage, a car that won't start in the morning, end quote. 
We are often left to wonder why such things happen. Is there any point and purpose behind them? And are we alone in a universe that cares nothing about us? Is God with us or not? That question of those thirsty Israelites didn't stay in the pages of the Old Testament way back when. It's a question we personally own and ask pretty often these days. Remember that as we join the Israelites in the 17th chapter of Exodus this morning, they have just come across the Red Sea. They have just crossed the Red Sea. It's early in their 40 years of wanderings. So they, they have recent, vivid memories of the miraculous presence of God who saves them through the plagues and rescues them from Pharaoh's army as the waters are split open for their escape across the Red Sea. These Israelites have each experienced the work of God firsthand in the darkest of circumstances. There is no lack of evidence to answer the question, is God with us or not? Surely they know the answer is yes, right? But what they really want in that moment is not proof of God's presence, but rather personal satisfaction. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm lonely. I'm broke, I'm hurt, I'm sick. What will you do about it, God? Are you with us or not? Before we think those silly, ungrateful Israelites, perhaps we should stop and consider our own common individual approach to our faith. Our faith is often about what we want God to do for us, how we want God to conform to our needs, our necessities in ways that make sense to us and occur on our timetable. We often measure God's faithfulness in terms of God's ability to deliver the goods that we seek when we want them. And all too true God does seem faithful when we are getting what we want. However, like the Israelites, we don't want to stop long enough to consider what God has done in the past or consider the evidence that surrounds us of God's current active presence. Our concerns that get expressed in God's direction are often immediate in nature, at least in our minds. We want to shove the issue at hand before God. After all, if God is the all-powerful God that we project God to be, then what's my little problem to the one who has made the heavens and the earth? So we bring our desires and say, here's the situation, God, you solve it and solve it before tomorrow so I can sleep tonight, would you? This sort of presumption supports our faith as long 
as results are immediate. But what about the long pauses of silence and stillness? Weeks, months, even years. When darkness descends and there is no seeming evidence of a response from God. Or worse, the lack of response seems to be an opening, a place for dark forces to get an even stronger grip on what we perceive is wrong in the circumstances. Those who somehow fare better at standing in the suffering situations of our world are often those who do not see God as a solution waiting to happen or a quick fix to alleviate the pain. It seems rather that most often the power for the person to stand is in seeing God as present in the midst of our challenges. In this light, suffering is seen as an opportunity to discover, even remember the presence of God, who has been steadfastly present all along. When this realization happens, we practice what Paul talked about in the book of Romans, chapter 5, as an encouragement during affliction, that God neither abandons us in our problems nor attempts to solve them for us, but that God joins us in our darkness and helps us to stand and walk through them. Paul says, We rejoice in our hope of sharing the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. So through God's presence, then, we become much more than either our problems or their solutions. Through God's presence, then, we become much more than either our problems or their solutions. But really, who really rejoices when they suffer? or believes that endurance produces character, character produces hope, and that hope keeps disappointment from us. Who really believes that adversity will make you stronger? Who believes all that, really? These are the sorts of things we believe in hindsight. Hindsight, which is 2020, much more challenging to believe standing in the darkness. Our lives are currently in a season characterized by living in a darkness that is so deep that we can almost taste it. Yet in that darkness, there are moments where glimpses of God's glory are so intensely bright that they blind us with that light. These glimpses of glory hint of a deeper joy and peace that represent more than anything we have yet known. 
As I consider light and darkness, one particular night of my early childhood stands out in my memory. It was summertime, and it was barely dusk, and the anticipation of night beckoned me outside for one more adventure before going to bed. It was that night that I learned how to catch fireflies. They were lighting up the yard, and so I cupped my hands around them so as not to hurt them, and then stood in wonder when they flew away, blinking their lights into the dark. I was completely fascinated, catching one, cupping it, looking inside my hands to see if it was going to to light, and then it would escape, and I would watch it fly away with the light blinking on and off. I was so fascinated. So, of course, I wanted to keep these little treasures. My mom indulged me and took a canning jar and punched a few holes in the lid, and then I began to deposit the the fireflies inside it. There were two or three that I managed to to put in the jar. My mom and I took the jar inside and placed it next to my bed. After she said goodnight to me, I turned to watch the glow of the tiny insects. But shortly thereafter, I realized that they had stopped lighting up. Mom, my fireflies must be dead. They, they aren't lighting up. My mother laughed and said, Don't you know they, they won't light up if they can't fly? And so we decided we should unscrew the lid of the jar. I do not remember when she left the room that night, I do remember drifting off to sleep, watching those tiny lights blink off and on in my room, filling the darkness with light, reminding me of their mysterious presence and power. I think perhaps that my early experience with those fireflies is also a bit of a parable of what God's grace is like. In our dark wanderings and questions of, is God with us or not? Maybe if we will keep our eyes open in anticipation and not shut them in fear and dread, we will see glimpses of God. Like moments of firefly wonder that will take our breath away and bring tears to our eyes. Faith doesn't shut its eyes in the darkness. Faith doesn't shut its eyes in the darkness. Rather, faith keeps its eyes open and focused and watching for the miracles of grace. Faith does what it needs to in order to allow it to be free to move about, free to put forth light and renewed hope into the darkness around us. Our faith is a constant work in progress, 
And sometimes that work calls us to refocus our eyes in the blinding disorientation of the darkness. Let us not declare that God must be dead in moments when the light seems not to be shining. Let us unscrew that proverbial lid of that little jar that we try to hold God in. So God's spirit is still able to move and help light the way through our current darkness. Is God with us or not? Remember this day and each, God neither abandons us in our problems nor attempts to solve them for us. But God is steadfast in continuing to join us in our darkness and helping us to stand and walk through it. May we know the light of God's grace this day. Will you pray with me? God of grace, help us to see anew the freshness of your light in our lives, giving us a path through this darkness, giving us hope and setting us out to bring that light to others. In Christ's name, we pray the prayer that he taught his followers to pray together in this time, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.